you are listening to The Political Paradigm, I am Delaney, and this is the show that helps you navigate politics and understand what is essential to learn, engage, and discuss. This episode is on elections, the most well-known way to participate in politics. A little bit of housekeeping before we begin. As I said previously in the introduction episode, this is the lecture style of this podcast, so this is just going to be just me talking and giving information on elections. I wanted this episode out before the past election. If you did not know, we had an election November 2nd in this country, which we, it was, it's an off-season election, so less people participated, which we can get into a little bit later, but there were two gubernatorial races, which are races held for governors, um, with Virginia and New Jersey, and I think it's really important to maybe talk about that a little bit later. But since elections are the most well-known way to participate and how most people actively participate in politics, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. This episode will be packed with a lot of information, so bear with me as I try to get through all this information. So as we start, I want to talk about the purposes of elections because there's many purposes to elections. As I said before, they're the most common way um, in almost every country that people participate in politics. And so the major way is it creates an avenue to participate in government. It's the way that we civically can participate. It allows people to choose their representation within the government. And essentially, that's a contract between the citizen, the voter, and the person you're putting up as a delegate to represent you when they are making decisions for your life and government. As said before, our government and is around us daily. In ev- almost everything we do, somehow the government has their hands in whatever, from whatever food we eat to the roads that we drive on to our education. So allowing people to choose the people that will make those decisions is very important. Even in non-democratic countries, they still hold elections on certain things because another way is it creates political stability as it does funnel citizen angst because when citizens believe that they do have a way that they can change policy and change their lives it does funnel that angst in a way that is not violent so it thwarts political violent violence as an agent of change instead it creates that elections are an agent of change even if that's true or not as that I won't really get into, but elections may not always be equal. There is voter suppression still in this country, but it does, elections, no matter what, do try to create a way of political stability. They become unstable, like we saw with January 6th, is when people start to question their validity. So, they are a valid way. Another purpose to elections is 
is a it can be seen as a bad thing is it does limit citizen input because it isn't like a direct democracy because America does live in a republic that we have a certain amount of years of elections, you know, there's terms. So you have to wait a certain amount of time for an election to change, for you to change something with an election. But there are many great things when elections are equal and we believe in them because you can make change. So that's just to begin with. But I want to talk a little bit about the different types of elections. So to begin, we have primary elections. So primary elections are the elections that the least amount of people vote in. They vary from state to state. So primary elections are the elections of who you choose in your party to run in the general election. So for example, when you are voting, you must be a part of a party or an independent. So obviously in America, we have the Republicans and the Democrats. I'm not really going to get into partisanship as I necessarily do not care who you align yourselves with. So when you are registered to vote, if you're registered, and if you aren't, please register. You can register on your state's site you can search your state and voter registration and they will you can register to vote and register with the party you want so in primary elections you vote with your party so or not it depends so states it varies and varies so there's the two main ways of primary elections are closed versus open so closed elections are closed primary elections are when you vote for someone in your party to run against the other the other candidate from the other party you can only vote for the candidate in your party so for example i'm from pennsylvania i'm a pennsylvanian voter and they have closed primaries so let's say i'm a registered democrat when i vote in a primary i can only vote for the democratic candidates I can choose between multiple different Democratic candidates and choose the one that I want to run in the general election. If you live in an open primary state, that means that if you're an independent or a certain political party, you can choose to you can choose to opt for whatever political party to choose whoever their candidate will run in the gen- the general election. I might not be explaining that properly, but Essentially, primary elections are you choose from a basis a pool of multiple candidates from the same political party and you choose who you want to be running against the other party's candidates in the general election. So if we travel back to 2020 and see a lot of the, and even 2016, when Trump was running against Ted Cruz or when Biden was running against Kamala and Warren and Bernie, those are primary elections. Those are when you are, when candidates are from the same party and they're trying to fight both for the same spot. Now, primary elections are not just for presidential elections. Uh, Primary elections happen for any seat. 
and it's important for you to vote in them because they're bound to extremity. Primary elections are not, the people who vote in primary elections are more likely to be very party aligned and care a lot more about politics. And usually when people care a lot more about politics, they're bound to have a little bit more extreme views. So if they're the people that are choosing the the candidates for the political party, they might not be accurately representing the party that they're running for. And in a in a state of this country where there is extreme there's extremeness on both sides and that we are in a huge place of negative partisanship and polarization in America. There should be more people participating in primary elections to bring the pool of the candidates a little bit closer together to help more accurately represent the people that they are going to be running for in the election. Because in when you choose the candidate that you want and the candidate that wins in the primary, they're going to be the ones running in the general election and more people are more likely to go in the general elections. So they are very important. So if you don't vote in the primaries, that's okay. I mean, I personally would love for everybody to vote in the primaries, but I understand but I do want to talk about the most talked about election, and that is the presidential election. So in the general elections, obviously, you have your federal presidential election. The presidential election obviously happens every four years, most of the time, and it is the most voted in election. Obviously, in 2020, we saw the most voted in election in America, we had the most people that have voted, and that percentage of voters, the voter eligibility percentage proportion, was the highest it's been since the 1850s, 60s, which is very telling and very important that more people participated than ever, and there was a rise of college-age voters. I have not looked at the demographics of this past election, but the presidential election back in 2020 was very telling. And it shows that when people go out and vote, it can change things. It was a very toss-up election. The election was very close because when we are so polarized as we are people vote with their party which has pros and cons to it but when you get out people that don't normally vote that is when you see alignments change and when elections start to change which is another reason why people should vote so Presidential, obviously, is the most voted election, and so is the midterms. The midterms are the second most. Midterms are the midterm of the presidential, so they happen every, they happen two years into the presidential, the presidential term. And you see, back in 2018, 
20 back in 2018 um we saw the most diverse congress ever happen in the since the creation of this country which shows that when people have the right to vote they can vote for the people that more accurately represent this country which is why more people should vote so we can get more of an accurate representation within our government so more people can be represented these the presidential federal midterm these elections are what most people highlight but that doesn't mean they're the most important we see midterms in these big governmental federal governmental jobs the national governmental jobs are the ones that truly make the most change in our lives and not that they don't make a lot of change but compared to our state and local electors our state and local representatives and congress people and politicians our state and local governments make way more of a difference in our lives they affect our lives the most you're more likely to go to court in your town you're more likely to get a ticket you're more likely your the roads you drive on they all come from your state so i'm going to change a little bit from your federal presidential because i'm just trying to give a little bit of a overview and the the federal presidential elections are the most talked about and you've probably heard people already say vote in them but your state and local elections they're not as much talked about they're considered more important as i said before they affect your lives a lot more and they're less they're less looked at so people don't people don't look at them and you're really actively missing out on who you're picking because let's say you are a parent or you are a former student you know you can pick your school board members the people that do make a serious change within the school district you pick the judges you pick the judges you pick the governors you pick the state representatives that actually represent you not in the house of representatives of Amer- of you know the federal government but your state representatives in your state congress which is affect your lives a lot more because a lot of the government that you see daily mostly comes from your state and local governments and when people really don't care about them they are a lot more bound to corruption more than you would think because people are not looking at them so when you do highlight them and you do research a little bit it's good to vote because then you can really actively make more of a change in your community than you would think which is always good people as aristotle once said people are naturally political creatures and we love we naturally want to participate in our community and should participate in our community and the easiest way we can is just through elections so a little bit about the current past election so it was an off-season election which means it's not a midterm or a federal not a midterm or presidential election it's an odd it's an odd year because it's 2021 but we had two gubernatorial races. We had two 
we had two states that up for governor. I obviously go to school in Virginia, so I follow a little bit more of the Virginia, but those elections were a lot close, more close than you think, even more close than your presidential election. And they really could have swayed, more of a vote would have been swayed to either side winning if more people participated and voted. And you did see a lot more people vote, and maybe it's the offshoot of the past presidential election, but a lot of political scientists were looking at these two elections to predict what our midterms are going to be like, what maybe our next presidential is gonna, election is going to be like. And since those places, since you know your state and local elections are smaller, you have way more, your vote is way more prominent and way more powerful. So I do suggest going out and voting, not just, not just during your presidential election, not just during the midterm, but during, but really researching who those people are that are going to be within your local government not a huge research before but just see a little bit about their views you can always go online and search about a party's view about a candidate's view on any level of government as i said before primary elections primary elections are very important because they do choose you do choose in your party is going to represent you in the general election so those more moderate more independent voters eventually can sway what the election is going to be like a little bit back into why elections contribute to democracy is that it gives people the right to participate in government the only the only time it really starts to crumble is when we don't value our elections, when we try to say that they are not valid, that they're not safe to vote in, when there's a lot of things in this country that do try to uphold them, there's that does not mean there's not a lot of issues. I think a lot of issues do come from that even for federal elections, the states control what those elections are going to be like from what the ballots look like to how people vote if it's done electronically if it's done by a paper ballot and there's we've seen a lot of issues over the years of you know ways to vote and that's a whole different topic of area that i'm not going to get into maybe i'll get into in later episodes but overall from the beginning of the first democracies of ancient Greece, it was a way of political community. It was a way of bringing people together to help make change in the community, which is really amazing. I will leave with a lot of just small little things. Your vote makes a difference, no matter what you think. You, it, things could literally be decided by one vote. 
no matter what, if you don't vote, someone is going to represent you. And if they're not accurately representing you, that's not okay. Elections affect your everyday life. Literally from everything, as I said before. The roads you drive on, to the air you breathe, the pollution. Come on, people. Just participate. And also, people since the beginning of our country have fought for the right to vote. If you are a person of color, if you are a woman, if you were poor, you did not always have the right to vote in this country. And for hundreds and hundreds of years, people have fought to have a vote that is equal. And there is a lot of voter suppression in this country. So if your vote is not suppressed, I do think it's important for you to vote because you are lucky to. Maybe you can help others that do have voter suppression in their area to help get their voice out as well. A little bit of small little things. If you don't know how to vote, that's okay. First, start off, if you don't know if you have voter registration, you can check if you are registered to vote on usually your county site. Now, since this podcast is mostly dedicated to college students, the discussion between voting in your college or voting in your hometown is a very long-winded discussion. Personally, I vote it I vote from my home state because obviously I'm an out-of-state student. I that was my own personal decision, but if you decide to you can easily register to vote in the the place that you live in college. If you want to affect more of what your college town is like, you can vote, you can have your registration to vote in your college town. If you would rather your vote to count more in wherever you're from, you can easily do that as well. You could also even play the strategy of federally, where does my vote matter more? Because we do have things like the electoral college and things like that where your vote actually might matter more. That's a obviously a whole other discussion that's a little too in-depth for just a survey of elections. So you can figure you can figure out if you're registered to vote on your state site. And if you don't, if you need to register to vote, you can register at looking up your state and registering to vote. From there you can pick your party. Now I think party might be a whole different episode that might be a little bit later down because I want to first talk about, you know, ways to participate politically. So maybe that'll be an episode a little bit later, but research party platforms a little bit before so you can figure out what party best aligns with your values because no matter what, everybody has values and what they want. Even if you say you do not care, there are things that you do care about and what you would want, you know? So, please research a little bit, just a tiny bit, see what either, whatever party that you want to register as, what their party platforms are, and then register as that party. And then from there, 
you can always research. We usually have our elections, our our general regular elections are usually the first Tuesday after the second Monday of November. Primary elections, primary elections, you have to research a little bit more because they change over time. The dates change around a lot, but usually they start in January of the year of the general election and states have like one or two like have a certain day during during that time before the summer or a little bit before August. So that's a little bit of a whole other discussion. I can always go more in depth on these particular types of elections. I just wanted to give a little bit of a background, which I know I didn't fully explain things, but I hope that I gave a little bit more of insight into these. I can always go more in depth on primary elections and federal and presidential and state and local elections. I can always go more in depth on those at a later time. I just want to give a little bit of quick and not make this episode too long because I feel like it already being at 25 minutes is a very long time, but I just wanted to give a little bit of just, oh, sorry. I just wanted to give a little bit of just survey and just say that there are purposes to elections and obviously they are. People have tried to suppress people to vote, which in itself represents that it's an important thing for, for people to participate this way. You know, elections, as I said before, they're the most well-known, most common way to participate. So what I say here has been said a million times other places. So I hope that you listen to what they have said and what I'm saying now. So I hope that this has inspired you to participate in elections. And I hope that this maybe is your first step into participating politically. If you just stop at voting, that's okay, but there are other ways of participating politically. But this is just the first little step, and I think that voting is the easiest way. You, you, can, you can do an absentee ballot, you can register online for an absentee ballot beforehand, or a mail-in ballot, you know. You can do those beforehand if you can't vote on election day, and frankly, as I said before, for most things, it's pretty easy to vote nowadays. And for that, it does not take long. And I hope that this inspires you too. As I said before, I hope this inspires you too, too, to vote. So hopefully the next, so before I conclude, hopefully the next episode is a conversation with one of my friends about elections. It might be a little bit longer, it might be a little bit shorter than this one, but I know that this was a lot of information of me just throwing this out at you, so I know if you did not listen to all this, it's okay. I'm sorry. And if you've known a lot of this information already, good for you. So, again, this is still a journey for both of us as I'm learning to try to figure out school as well as recording this but I will probably getting that next episode up within a week or two 
uh, Thanksgiving break is coming, so I'll probably record maybe a little bit more because I might have a little bit more time, but after that, I'll, after that, exams start, so hopefully I get a little bit more out. I'm aiming for two before the semester ends, so that will hopefully be just a conversation about elections with somebody and then another, another lecture episode of most likely protesting and activism. So, if you have not already, follow the Twitter at Polis Paradigm. That is P-O-L-I-S Paradigm, P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M. And this is Delaney, and I will speak to you soon.